Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many of you got a quickening? Amen. Hey, well, people are still coming into the house of the Lord. Isn't that good news? Amen. I know it's not my preaching. I don't know if it's the pizza, but I know it's for sure the baptisms. Amen. Praise the Lord. They said, if you feed them, they will come. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Good to see everyone here today. Let's bow our heads in prayer as we get ready to receive the word of God about baptism. So, Father, we just thank you for us being together, a family that you have called together by name. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy. Open our hearts to receive what you have to say. Open my mouth to speak the words that you want me to speak. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm feeling pretty good right now. How about you guys? Amen. Well, you know what? When Jesus got baptized, they didn't have the band. They didn't have a big crowd to clap and cheer. But we do it specially because this is a 21st century baptism. Amen. <laughs> so we're going to have now nine people that are going to be baptized. Isn't that amazing? And you might say, well, what are the spiritual principles in that we are showing when we get baptized? Well, it's a public proclamation of our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, and we are identifying with his death, burial, and resurrection. We just have to identify. We don't have to actually do it ourselves, thank God, amen? amen. We don't have to get into the grave and have dirt put on us and then, you know, like come up. <laughs> some do, some don't know exactly the water. Everybody comes up in the name of Jesus, and it shows that we will rise again when this thing is over. Isn't that good news? Because the Bible says, if we had hope in this world only, we would be all men most miserable. This is not the end. This is like torture going through till we get to our heavenly realm. I'm looking forward to it. How about you? Now, the other reason why we get baptized, anybody can help me with that? Why do we get baptized, Sister Gina, Sister Cecilia? Huh? It's great. Jesus said it, didn't, didn't he say it? What more do you need to know? Let's see what it says in Matthew chapter 28, 19. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, what? In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, I, and lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of time. So one guy said, you know, I don't want to get in an airplane because Jesus said, lo, I'm with you. And I'll think, no. Just trying to see if you're listening, you're paying attention, okay. <laughs> but when you get baptized, it's not the end of Christianity, it's the beginning. You're supposed to walk and continue in the faith, serving him, observing the things that he's told you to do, amen? And you, actually, your eyes should get bigger and your heart should be bigger to want to please him and do those things that are pleasing in his sight, amen? amen. So if the Lord asks you to do something, won't, don't you just automatically want to do it? That, that's the way it is. You know, you just, he says, be ye baptized. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. It's something that you have to check off. I don't want to get to heaven and have Jesus say, did you get baptized? No, I just didn't have time, didn't feel like it, you know, didn't seem like that was that big a deal. <laughs> he said, wait a minute, I came down from heaven, <laughs> spent three and a half years preaching the gospel with persecution, uh, was betrayed by a, a friend, you know, a disciple, went up on the cross, spent three hours on the cross, shed every drop of blood for you, went into hell, came back again, and you can't get baptized. Now, he wouldn't talk that way, but I'm just like, you know, putting, yeah, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Okay. So uh, we have to know that that's what God has asked us to do. We want to do it so that we may please him. Now, the Holy Spirit, remember this, the first baptism that we had, 
seen in the Bible as far as after Jesus arose from the dead was on the day of Pentecost. All the people were in the upper room. They were praying, and the Holy Ghost came upon them. They were all filled with the Spirit, speaking in tongues. And they went outside, and they were, doing, they were acting crazy. Gina, you know, they're, ah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And they were speaking in tongues, and they were speaking words that they didn't understand because they were from different languages, different parts of the country. And they said, what, are these people drunk or what? And Peter rose up and said, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Nobody drinks at 9 o'clock in the morning, do they? Not in this church. Okay, praise God. (laughs) Peter spoke up. I like what he said. This is that which was spoken of the prophet Joel. This, what you're seeing, is that which was spoken. Amen? So when people ask, why are you so happy? Why are you so crazy? This is that which was spoken in the Old Testament. Jesus was going to pour out of his spirit unto all flesh. Do we have some flesh out here? You're not just fleshly people. You're spiritual people because what? God has come on the inside of you to dwell in you, to guide you and direct you all the days of your life. Excuse me, but I'm getting a little excited. I don't know about you. So... (laughs) In Acts 2, 36, oh, we did that one already. Uh, okay, let's look at Acts 2, 38, Brother Anthony. You know, uh, Evangeline, I gave her a little chart. She has 12 of her family members here in church. Is that a testimony or what? Leanne has about 10 that she forcibly makes to come to church. <laughs> or else she takes away their eating rights and privileges. But, you know, whatever it takes, you know, get them into church, okay? Praise the Lord. No, Evangeline's got a, a, a brother, a sister, a bunch of kids, grandkids. So, and some of them are going to get baptized today. Praise the Lord. Okay, so uh, in 38. So then Peter, Peter said to them, repent. Have we got it, 38? Repent. What does repent mean? It means to turn from the way that you were going. You're going this way, you're doing crazy things, and all of a sudden repent. Oh, I'm going to turn around. Now, forget those friends back there. Forget the things that I used to do. I'm going to live for Christ. I'm going to set my heart and, and, and my actions to please him. Amen? I think we have a definition of it up there. Anthony, I'm going to work Anthony today. Okay, repent means to change, to turn completely around and go in the opposite direction that you were going. It's a new life in Christ. Repent ye and be ye baptized. One brother asked me, go, do we have to repent to get saved or is it faith only? I think you should repent. Isn't that what he said? Repent. You can't live the same way you did before you accepted Christ, can you? Can you? Are you? No. Okay, good. Therefore, <laughs> uh, for the 38, repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now, notice Jesus said, be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But Peter says, just be baptized in the name of Jesus. Some people, you know, quabble over that. And they say, well, if you're not baptized in Jesus' name, you're not really baptized. So we do it both ways. Baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and in Jesus' name. That way, if people question you, say, oh, I did it both ways. I'm covered. Praise God. <laughs> now, I like this. In verse 39, it says, For the promise is to you and your children and to all who are far off. That means if they're in Illinois, if they're in New York, it's, the salvation is for them and baptism is for them as well. Praise the Lord. I like that. Okay, so let's go on. In, uh, uh, okay, we got that repent. Oh, so what would they do in verse 41? When they heard that, repent. He says, then they gladly receive his word 
and were baptized. And the same day were added to them, how many? 3,000. Can you imagine a baptism of 3,000? Let's see that. We have a picture of that, by the way. There it is right there. There it is, 3,000. Now, Greg Laurie, good friend of mine, uh, he, uh, <laughs> he broke the record. He had 4,500 people being baptized last uh, Saturday at, at Pirate's Cove. So he has the all-time record for the most people being baptized. Amen. We've got uh, nine precious people, though, today. Praise the Lord. Isn't it good to be able to do what they did way back when and bring it into today's present-day uh, uh, situation? Now, guess what? They didn't have no baptismal robes. They didn't have any announcement. They didn't have any party afterwards. There was no fanfare. They just, that was what you're supposed to do. Get be ye baptized. And usually people got baptized right after they got saved. They didn't wait a long. We wait a long time, you know, days, weeks, months, years, you know. Uh, should I get baptized? I don't know. I don't want to get wet. You know, my hair, you know, water might get in my nose, all this stuff. <laughs> but that's not an excuse, Right? We're supposed to go and be baptized. Glory to God. So in Acts 2.42, continuing on this baptismal theme, it says, and they continued, continued, say continued. What does continued mean? Keep doing it. And more, right? Continue in steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. That means that you can continue to come to church. Can I get an amen? All right. It's not a one-time stop, one-time event. Oh, I got baptized. Well, I think it was, uh, I don't know what year that was, but anyway, praise the Lord. No, you just keep coming all the time. It's the symbol of how you're going to live your life in a newness of life. Praise God. Now, in another scripture, is it in uh, Hebrews 12? Is it there? Hebrews 12, maybe. The apostle says, therefore, not that one, but anyway, I'll read this one. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. We're going to put some bodies in the water here as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your what? Reasonable service. In other words, you ought to at least do that. Amen? So we thank God, like I said, we don't have to be baptized in, in the dirt and try to get up. But water baptism is a, uh, a Christian way of identifying with Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and publicly declares they have died and now are beginning a new life in Christ. Hallelujah. A new life. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are new. Talking to a brother the other day, he said, I just can't get it out of my mind how I used to live, and I can't believe that God has forgiven me. I said, you have to believe that God has forgiven you. Why? Because that's what it says. I have forgiven you and put your sins into a sea of forgetfulness. What does that mean? I don't remember them anymore. It's gone away. It's thrown away. And it's not like, it's not like covered up. It's completely gone. You can't go you know, in the computer and find this sin anymore. It is completely gone, washed away. Praise the Lord. Now, what is the definition of, of baptize? Let's look at it. Well, we're working Anthony out today, okay? It's the English form of a Greek word, which means to immerse. We are immersing ourselves completely, totally, all the way under, not even a little pinky showing, 
Amen. And my son was saying when we baptized Anthony, that was the challenge. He's tall, he's big, he's got a lot of hair. We had to get all of it down there, making sure he was baptized. Amen. <laughs> and, and the good thing is, no matter how heavy you are, in water you're like half the weight. Amen. Now, now brother, brother um, Gabriel, he was fighting us a little bit. He was holding on to the railing. You know, he said, I don't want to go all the way under because, you know, I might get in my nose and everything. But so my son, we made sure we got him all the way under. Amen. <laughs> Two or maybe three times it took. Amen. But we got it done. Praise the Lord. Now, the good thing is, uh, is things happen when you get baptized. I've heard that uh, one pastor, he has the baptismal pool open and ready every Sunday in case somebody accepts the Lord, they want to baptize them right away. Isn't that nice? Because there's healings when you're getting baptized. And we've had healings here. Oh, yeah, we have. Uh, Olivia Diaz, she came in. She said, the Lord wanted me to be baptized. And she couldn't walk. She had a cane. She wasn't working. Her hair, uh, she, was little, she had lost all of her hair. And she was bent over. And it wasn't a pretty sight, Okay. It's not the way we should be. But she got baptized on a Wednesday night with nobody around, only a few people. And the next weeks, all of a sudden, she started regaining her strength. She started, you know, throwing off her cane, started walking right, and, and, and started, her hair started to grow. She got, a, she got renewed on her job. She's working. She's healthy. She's happy. Why? Because she submitted to Jesus Christ. Amen? Our dearly beloved Veronica... When she came up here, she had a caster cane away, get baptized, and I was looking at her and going, like, you, you, sh you should be not using that cane. <laughs> that shouldn't be part of your life. And so a couple weeks later, we prayed. She threw that cane away. It's been a couple months, hasn't used it since. Why? God is a healer, amen? If you obey him, he'll do the things that you want him to do. So happy to know that God is a good God, is he not? Okay, uh, here's some more scriptures, and then we're going to get these people uh, wet. In Romans 6, 3 through 5, it says, Don't you know, don't you know that all of you who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Isn't that nice to have a new life? I, I don't like my old life, Amen. If I look back at my old life, I said, like, what was I thinking? What, why would I do those things? Crazy. But now my mind, my heart is set on seeking and serving the Lord. So it's exciting to show that through our obedience, God's Spirit can come upon us. Jesus said unto them, remember when Jesus got baptized? Let's take a look at it. Jesus got baptized. Hallelujah. And what happened when he got baptized? The Father spoke from heaven. The Holy Spirit came down like a dove, and he said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Amen? So guess what? Father's looking down and saying, these are my sons and daughters that I'm well pleased with. Praise the Lord. Now, it's amazing that God the Father showed up for a baptism, isn't it? He said, my son's being baptized. I want to show up. We have some fathers here that are here because they want to see their sons baptized. Isn't that good news? Amen. Hallelujah. It's a glorious event that we're experiencing right now. Praise the Lord. So he, he wanted, now, now look at this in Hebrews 2, 11. I'm going kind of fast because I'm excited, but I want to make sure we all get baptized. We take good time with that. In 2, 11, it says what? For both he 
who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brothers? You know, that hit me this morning. I said, Jesus is my brother? That's pretty tight, isn't it? You ever have a brother that's tight and you can call upon them and say, brother, brother, can you come and help me? You know? Maybe you don't have brothers like that or you have a spiritual brother that will come and do that for you. But if you want to break it down, it could be said this. Both the one who is holy makes the others holy with him. So as Jesus was holy, we received that gift of righteousness, this gift, that gift of holiness. So God looks at us as if we were like Jesus, holy in his sight. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God, did you know that you're a holiness walking around? Isn't that good news? Don't touch me now. Uh, don't touch me. <laughs> I'm holy. <laughs> I have to monitor our basketball team because they're always using words that's not in the, the, the Bible. And, uh, and now I've got other people helping me. We don't, we don't, we don't cuss here at this, at this basketball court. Praise the Lord. So... Uh, let me see where we're going here with this. So do you know that God wants you and your family saved? You and your family. So if you have loved ones, a father, a mother, a brother, or a sister that's not serving the Lord, it's God's will, desire that they all be saved and come into the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. God saves families, right? With Noah, did he just save Noah, or did he save the wife and the kids and the in love, the whole family, everybody, come on in in the ark, amen? Abraham and Lot, he saved Lot and his family when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. The angel came, do you have any family here? Let's get them out of here, let's go, right? Rahab the harlot, she said, I got family members here. Can you take them with us so that we don't get destroyed? They said, yeah, gather them all up, hurry up. I can't, I can't destroy the city until all your people are out. Oh, come on. God's holding back his wrath till you get your people saved, amen? God is with you. Your sp the Spirit is with you to help people. The jailer and his family, what did he say? What shall I do to be saved? He says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You and your household will be saved. That's a promise to us. I cried out to the Lord for my dad who was 93 years old. I said, Father God, I am here to save my father, to bring him into heaven. He said, I'm with you. And we did everything we could to get him to church, get him uh, out of his rehabilitation center, bring him to church, make sure he sat in the pews, heard the word of God, and he accepted the Lord. On his dying day, he said, son, it hurts so bad, it hurts so bad. I said, dad, just cry out to Jesus, say, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. And as he was dying, he said, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, and poof, he went on to be with the Lord. What a glorious sight that was. Because now I know that I'll see him again. Praise the Lord. Amen. So in Matthew, uh, we did that already. We did that already. We did that already. I'm going off the script here. Okay, so now my final little encouragement here is, do you guys remember uh, the eunuch and Philip the evangelist? The Ethiopian? Anybody know? Only Cecilia knows. I tell you, it's this girl. <laughs> We, in VBS, her boys were answering all the questions, you know, that none of the kids knew because she teaches them every day. Amen. Every day, every day, every day. That's what the Bible says, right? Teach them the word when you walk by the way, when you get up, when you rise, and all that stuff. So that's what she does. So this Ethiopian guy, let, let's show a picture of him uh, with uh, Philip the Evangelist. There he is. So he's reading the scriptures in Isaiah. It talks about uh, Jesus 
being the sacrifice for our sins, you know, holding up uh, uh, our healing. And so the Philip, the evangelist there, he's running alongside, and he sees him, and he sees what he's reading, and he jumps in there, and he goes, do you know what you're reading? He goes, I, can't, I don't know how to understand this, to interpret this. What does it mean? And he went and explained to him Jesus throughout the whole Bible. And guess what the Ethiopian said? Well, okay, maybe I'll be baptized when I get back to uh, Egypt. Or maybe I'll just put it off a while. No, what did he say? There's some water. What does hinder me from being baptized? <laughs> There's the water. What does hinder me from being baptized? Praise God. So I'm so glad that Gina received that and said, I want to be baptized. The water's there. The preaching's there. The Word of God is there. The Spirit of the Lord is there. So let the baptisms begin. Amen? 